Welcome to episode 157 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about Justice League and church consumerism. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and angsty Superman specialist of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is the podcast where two generations of people are looking to find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. What's up, Caleb? What's up, Danny? Caleb, let's let's talk pop culture for a minute. Yes. Um, Topanga from Boy Meets World. Do you ever watch Boy Meets World? My siblings did, and I hated that show because it was boring. Boring. <laughs> I would have much rather uh, watched SpongeBob. Boy Meets World was amazing. SpongeBob SquarePants. How is it? Every week I have something I'm kind of excited to bring up, and you find a way to derail this every single week. Because I, I wanted to talk it. about this other part hey, of here. Hey, we can talk about no, it. No, no, no. We have to talk about why do you hate Boy Meets World? Well, One of the greatest wasn't targeted shows. towards me. And I, it was, it, there was a lot of like things it was talking about. It was in the age where I was like, ew, cuties. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really enjoy it as See, a show because there was a lot of like girl, boyfriend, girlfriend drama. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not I, about this. I appreciate it because it got into actual issues. It, it was still fun, but it, it tackled some really heavy topics. So it's n- nostalgia speaking through Danny. No, right? I, no I've, it's, it still holds up too. It's still got the fun to it. it has, I'm sure I'd like it if I watched it now. Yeah, well, you maybe definitely not now, would. If I had watched it when I was no, like No, you would definitely 15? watch it today and still enjoy it because it's great. Wow, it's a really it's a really good show. I just made Danny upset right off the bat. It's a really good show. Boy Meets World is a fantastic show. Boy um, Meets Girl. That's all. Boy I Meets saw World. Kid. I know. No, it's Boy Meets World. It's it's a coming of age story. I know. Or something. Anyway, Topanga's husband. I do husband. remember watching it. Okay. No, Which we'll one is Topanga? That. Is that the main character? No, that's the, the the girl. You met the world. That's the girl. That she starts off and has big hair, and then just gets progressively hotter as oh, wow. the show goes Danny on. He's really uh, simping. Yes, yeah, simping. go ahead, <laughs> milady. Um, simping lately, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but no, she was arguably super attractive. But they kind of played her off as this big-haired kind of a nerd, and then they got married. Not in the show. I mean, in the show, but not in real life. Um, <laughs> That's confusing. They got married in the show. Yeah. Was it the last season? No. Like, that's the weird part. Really? They did another season. So this went after high school? Yeah, they, through college. Actually, oh. middle school, high school, and college. Middle school? Yeah, yeah. I'm I pretty sure, I'm pretty sure wow. they started off in middle school. That's crazy. Yeah, they uh, started off... It had a lot of seasons. It was seven seasons, so... My older siblings yeah. liked it, though. It was great. I so mean, I saw a lot of it. I just never really enjoyed it. Never clicked with it, you know? It was really good, though. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, as a kid, I didn't enjoy it, and I haven't gone back and watched it since then. So okay, I'm not saying it's bad. There's a lot of things I, I really, liked as a kid, and it was awful. I I have gone through the show uh, at about the time Disney Plus came out. I was like, well, we're watching this, so yeah. I, I'll occasionally turn it on, and it's still like fun. It's still a fun show. It has good lessons to it, and it got. 
it got into actual issues that are really important to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was important to people growing up. This is back during the days that TV actually took time to try and teach their audience a thing instead of just like twerking and telling a fart joke. Yeah. Um, but it was a. Uh, uh, it it just I don't know I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you remember Ned Declassified? Yes, Ned's Declassified was very funny. I'm too old uh, uh, to have been a part of it, but I did turn it on in college a couple of times just because there's nothing else on. And that oh, is sure. 100% my style of humor. 100%. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the show until you started talking about Boy Meets the World. Yeah. No, Ned's Declassified was hysterical. So, Wow, this is a throwback. I'm really feeling a lot of... Uh, Nostalgia yeah. right now. Well, are are we going through through the nostalgia shows? Okay, so like I'll admit to this, I really enjoyed Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just yeah. I was into that the show. Movie? Huh? I don't remember a lot of the show. I remember the movie though. Uh, yeah, all of it. All, yeah. yeah, all of it. I was super into it, and not hey, for like the hey Hillary Duff's pretty, but like the I just really enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. And Gordo was—I don't know—I really related to Gordo, and, I, and like it—it it was my because uh, I was in high school as it came out, so this—it it was the show I'd watch after school had been done, and it was on at like ten thirty on Nickelodeon or something. So yeah. I would turn it on just to like, all right, I need to decompress. There's no one else awake anyway. Here we go, thirty minutes watching Lizzie McGuire and going to bed, uh, and it was. It was, hey, it's kind of fun. I enjoyed. You remember Zoe One Hundred One? Uh, I never got into it. That was like the one that boys weren't supposed to like, but I definitely enjoyed it. Why weren't they supposed Zoe to like it? One Hundred One. I don't know. I don't think it was. It was definitely a girlier show. Uh huh. Really? I Maybe. just thought it was like. Who knows? I but do know Drake and Josh, iCarly classics. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears, who is like kind of a functional train wreck at this point, uh-huh. um, she put out a video on social media talking about how her Tesla, because it's so quiet, has killed so many cats that she thinks Elon Musk owes her at least one or two cats. And I'm like, this is the weirdest. Like, has why would killed you cats? Why is it killed cats? Because it's confused. so quiet. When it starts to back up, she doesn't know the cats are under there, and she just runs over <laughs> the cats. That's and I'm like, straight up my apartment complex. Why are you saying this? Like, in it's not that she said it. Where is she, she living? Was, that cats are. I thought that was just like. No, they're her cats. Uh, yeah, they're her cats. What? So it's not that even that she said it. It was that she kind of gave off the the oh, no. the kind of tone of three beers in. Yeah. You're like as far as I'm concerned, Elon Musk owes me at least two cats. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, she's she's saying she ran over two of her cats. Uh, no, like she's run over many of her cats. Because That's the car's insane. so quiet, it just backs up and the cats don't know to move until they're dead. I mean that's true. I literally my apartment complex, there's always cats underneath my car. Always. Yeah. And it's warm. straight up when I uh Right. Yeah, when I turn on my car, they they move, mm-hmm. they scatter. But the Tesla, because it's quiet, you know, just kind of. I'm just like imagining a Jamie tire slowly backing up against a cat. I have a it. feeling that's pretty. I have a feeling Jamie Lynn Spears isn't slowly backing up out of her. That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine? You know. It's like she she goes to back up. And it's like real quick. It's like <laughs> just immediately. Well, there goes another one. Yeah. You know, like there at this point, she's one. killed so many. It's just it, she's immune to her. <laughs> she doesn't even get an emotional attachment to her cats anymore. Is she knows banned from die. the pet store. <laughs> I need another cat. Like, no, Jamie. 
you have a problem. Uh, um, gosh. anyway, yeah. So in a nineties children's TV, it was pretty dope though. I mean, it was pretty cool. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I want to talk about the fact that the guy who married the girl who plays Topanga, he found, um, he found fried shrimp tails in a cinnamon toast crunch and got into a Twitter f- feud. I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Everyone's been talking about it just because it, it, it was it's the craziest funny. thing. It's yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> They asked him to go turn the fried uh, the the fried shrimp tail into the police, and he tweeted back at them. No, he emailed them back and said, "No, if you contacted a police officer who wants to contact me or have me mail them somewhere, I'm going to do that. But I'm not going to walk into the police station and hand them the fried shrimp tails as if it's the smoking <laughs> gun this. to a murder. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I found the evidence. You know, so um, yeah, That's he's great. been he tweeted the whole thing." <laughs> a couple days ago and just the interaction and and comments of is this even a real company because because the first email he got it was a uh thank you for emailing us back mm-hmm. was the first thing and he's like first of all i don't know what you're talking about this is the first time i've ever emailed you yeah. i'm not emailing you back what is happening right now is this a fortune 500 company i'm so confused why are there fish tails in my in my food so uh, Fish tails? Well, yeah, shrimp like tails. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gross! That movie. <laughs> that movie's a train wreck. Hey, speaking of train wrecks, uh, Joe Biden gave his first uh, in-person a news conference. Oh wow, we're really. It was just... a. It was a group. <laughs> wow. Listen, <laughs> did not know what you're talking about. This I've got a bunch of feels. We're going for it. Um, it was his first Danny's in-person <laughs> in-person a news conference where he pre pre-selected the questions and the reporters. And people are hold on, let me check. Yeah, still upset about politics. Mm-hmm. A lot. Uh, and yeah. So is Danny. I'm not like upset, but it's like, okay, this was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it kind of, it met expectations. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I would expect would have happened. So I'm just, I'm just gonna, even if Joe Biden morphs into a giant robot with a dragon's head, I'm I'm not gonna be surprised really. Right. right. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Stomping through Jacksonville. Gosh, that would be crazy. Kind of dope. Gosh, scary. I almost wish, based on this, we were talking about the Godzilla King Kong movie. I don't, because like perfect, <laughs> we get perfect transition into this, but we're not. Um, but sometimes, you know, hey, cities. Joe get Biden was actually the actor for Godzilla in the movie. Did you know that? Is that that can't be true? No, Are you that serious? You thought that was true? I don't know. I'm like, no. I just didn't. imagining Joe Biden in like a motion capture suit, just rawr, rawr. it sniffs King Kong. Ew. No. Okay. Uh, Smells like kaiju. Um, <laughs> no. So, so sometimes, yeah. It's it is always kind of odd how in all these movies, it's always New York that gets attacked, and it's like, you know, always New York, always. So and there always has to be population density. Even the monsters know about population density. Right. <laughs> We're not going to Oklahoma, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but we need casualties. I mean, that's the thing I appreciate about the Justice League movies is that they they made their base in some Eastern European middle of nowhere town, and I really appreciated that. 
you know, the, it's like, yeah, no, they're literally trying to hide. I mean, they're not literally, gonna hide in, yeah, that's true. You know? And it, it brought like, it doesn't, they don't have to like cover stuff up like Marvel did. I mean, that's right. just in the comics. That's why Marvel did that. But like, mm-hmm. because obviously, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Marvel that's mm-hmm. just part of the plot on like, Oh, right. civilians are like dying. Right. And we also have to freaking pay for all this stuff. So, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe Let's don't not do this. Yeah. But, uh, a, a recent movie came out of, of the, is it a recent movie? Hold on. I don't even know if this counts. A new movie, a recut. Recut. Of the Snyder cut of Justice League. It was four hours long. Caleb and I did watch all of it. Mm-hmm. And we would like to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it. You've if you watched the other one. You already know what happens, right? Maybe felt, not at the end. It actually. kind of felt very different from like it was a different movie. Yeah, uh, for know. sure. But I I think they only refilmed a little bit of it. Maybe that's not true, actually. Well, the studio had told him you're not allowed to do any reshoots, and he said, "Well, I'm gonna go do them anyway." Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. He did reshoots. So it's. it's I heard like, that he only reshot the last scene. No, he did reshoots. He did? Yeah, okay. they were trying to tell him, like, don't do reshoots. And he was like, well, it's, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Zack Snyder. I'm going to just do it. <laughs> yeah. But this movie was four hours long. Yes. And there was a part in the movie that I actually stopped and thought to myself, oh my gosh, we have two more hours to go. Yeah. It wasn't even bad. A two-hour movie is already like, a long movie. Yeah. And, and bear in mind, this isn't a bad movie. It's just four hours. Mm. It's just like... No, it's not bad. It, no, it's not bad, but it's just like, it's four hours. Yeah. It's the I wouldn't call it a great movie seen. by any means. No. I'm just going to be honest. No. Straightforward with my opinions. It was ambitious. Yes. See, see, this was part of part of the problem of this movie is that it started off as the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut was supposed to be like three hours, and then they're like, "Well, we're not doing that because he had to drop out because his uh, poor niece had passed and daughter. a daughter. Sorry, daughter had passed, and and it, it was super sad, and someone had to jump in. And then they changed the tone of it to be you know happier and not as brooding. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you watch the first movie, take out all the parts that you like smiled. Just take those parts out and understand that those were not part of Zack Snyder's original vision was to have you smiling. Um, yeah. And and then if 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 I'm understanding it, the the first plan it was to um to have it broken up into episodes. And yeah, I think that was yeah. Fun. And then just at some point they kind of um punted on that and said, ja, just smush them together. Mm-hmm. So every 30 minutes, a new part starts, but you just like keep going. So it's eight parts. So is it eight episode? Like what, what is going on right now? Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it just kept going. Yeah. It just kept going. Yeah. I think that like, yeah, my initial thoughts are, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I just I'm not that invested in mm-hmm. in the DC universe, anyways. Besides yeah. Shazam, I really right. liked the Shazam movie. Right. Um, Who, by the way, was the only one not in this movie? Yeah. Like everyone it's this, else, it came out after, right? Well, yeah, but they, there was no reference 
to anything of the, they put yeah. in everything in this movie yeah it was like his martian manhunters here Except why Shazam. we're not super sure it's gonna be honest uh but yeah no Sh- Sh- shazam or black adam or any of that and i was like they were filming though <laughs> like you had Shazam is like the ant-man of, <laughs> of Shazam is the ant-man of dc <laughs> that's Where they sad. just like rarely mentioned him at all until mm-hmm. he was eventually included right but and then he saves the day at the end because he's the only one who can come out of the van. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. That right, was fantastic. Right. Um. But my the only parts that I really thought were like pretty good. I really liked the end fight. I thought they did a really good job on that. With um um uh, well that's not a good sign. Dark side. Nope. Not dark side. Dark side's the main bad guy. Uh, oh, the other guy, Hammerhead yep. Shark. Hammerhead Shark with yes, with uh, it was actually Shark Boy from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> final evolution. Who was that anyway? So the final fight between him though. Yeah, I thought that they they did a really good job, and I did the thing I did appreciate about this is they were able to give every character like a really good arc. Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Um. Every character had a pretty good arc, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I thought that that I, I hadn't they seen had four hours. Yeah, obviously, like if if you didn't hit your mark on that part, mm-hmm. if you when you have four hours, and I would be genuinely asking questions like right. why, bro? right? Um, but like I I haven't seen the original one, so this is really just like my first time seeing the it was very like i'll i'll be honest it was very different Mm -hmm. um and i watched the first movie i'm wondering what it is it 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 came off there there were there are a few things in there that i noticed as like okay that's that's from the first you know there to me it felt cohesive enough that i had trouble picking out what had been in the previous movie uh-huh. Um, it, it was, I mean, parts of the fight where, um, you know, s- s- Superman comes out, spoilers, Superman's not dead, whatever, uh, that a good amount of that fight it, that, that was like, okay, I know that one, um, a fair mm-hmm. amount of the flash stuff that was pretty good, but you know, the things that it was uh, more obvious are the stuff that they put in, um, in the first movie, yeah. Uh, that it it was just so clear that they were trying to make it happier a little bit. They added comedy to it just every, in in a few different places. Yeah, and Snyder just like super didn't do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think like definitely wasn't a super yeah happy. I mean, like the Flash was he's probably the best part yeah. of the movie in my opinion. Right, I, like I just. The Flash and Batman, for some reason, were the two most realistic characters to me mm-hmm. that I thought they did a really good right. job with. Um, and I think it's just because I like Batman and the yeah. Flash more, and I know more about those characters than the rest of them, so mm-hmm. like, I automatically just kind of... Well, well Batman... Also, sorry, go ahead. But just the Flash is just cool. I mean, mm-hmm. like... And then his whole part in like the end battle I thought was really well done. Um but yeah, what were you gonna say? Yeah, no, no. I mean, Batman is is he's the most approachable of them because he actually doesn't have a superpower. Mm-hmm. His uh, his kind of superpower is daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and if man, if we can't relate, you know, like, not that I have daddy issues, but like, 
to a flawed individual doing his best and probably overcompensating in some weird ways. Yeah, no, I feel you, Batman. Like, yeah, like I get that, but um, he doesn't have a superpower. He's just a normal person who happen to has have a lot of money and tries to make a difference. And I think that's kind of a big part of Batman's appeal is Batman could be anybody kind of. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of appreciate that in in the character that he's just he's just Bruce. Yeah. So Yeah, I think Bat- yeah, Batman's cool. And I really enjoyed him in mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman too. Yeah. Like being able to I mean, I think like their portrayal of Batman is just cool. To me. Yeah. But I mean, I'm excited to see the yeah. Robert Pattinson one too, but I think right. it was it was really cool. But like overall, they're the only like the main issue I had was just like the freaking CG in this in it was just four awful. hours. They had to render awful. It was all awful, but they did. You can tell that they saved it for specific parts, right? Like the end battle looked decent. They stood to um, render Steppenwolf new. He was like very new. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think, I think that ultimately I don't know. There was just some real. There were some parts that just mm-hmm. had a pro. Like the CG was worse than like a video game <laughs> cutscene. Like literally, it felt very video game cutscene. Was like, and, do I play now? Yeah, you know? Literally, like yeah. The and like the way that they'd have like the music in parts too. Uh-huh. It was just like mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, I feel like it's about to ask me like teach me the controls of the game and like. <laughs> I'm gonna start riding this horse through the Amazon. Right, like right. It kind of cuts to the horse and it's like, oh crap! Now it's I'm third person. Like yeah. ah, now I'm controlling the horse, and the horse immediately is drunk for some reason. Yeah. Like, like no, you're supposed to jump over it. Yeah. yeah, but it's literally. I mean, like, it's just awful at some points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically the the scene that sticks out the most to me in my mind is when they're all the Amazon women are around mm-hmm. the box when it's right. like first starting to freak out and like the light is down on it. And I'm like, this looks like right. I could render this in blender right now. Right. And it would take me 30 minutes to render it. So, That's so how bad it looks like, it looks like they just downloaded like a, a 20 by 20 pixel PNG yeah. texture off Google. I'm guessing the rendering time or, or the time it took to like, um, me, you know, process all all the graphical changes. They had to put that into Steppenwolf's armor, mm-hmm. which it's was like tendrils, a, a thousand pieces that are always moving all the time. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why you could have just given him plate armor, and it would have been like fine, you know? Yeah. But it was it was pretty interesting. So yeah, I mean, like yeah, he looked good. Um, I mean. I don't know. It was yeah. There's just some parts where mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of frustrated with the uh, the CG. Like it's just weird to watch a movie nowadays and mm-hmm. to like see CG that's genuinely awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen a lot anymore. Yeah. Like even in like indie films. Yeah. Like it's like it's crazy. But yeah. you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I thought like the story though, for four hours. Right. It was pretty decent. It was good. It was, it was decent, good. You know, it just it just kept going. That was the thing. I, just I needed a break in the middle. Right. Yeah. You know, I think we took a break. <laughs> Didn't we like stretch halfway through that or something? Yeah. Like, all right, it's been two hours. Let's take a break. But right, right, right. No, I mean overall though, I thought it was a great movie. Um, or a good movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I wouldn't have seen it in the theaters if I had known the runtime. Wouldn't have done it. Me neither. Um, That's a lot. It's just it's That's just a lot. lot. So this whole project has been plagued by producer indecision of like, it's a movie, but it's a three hour movie. It's like the Lord of the cut, Rings, you know. The Lord of the Rings, like watching extended edition that are like three hours each. Three thirteen, I think, is the longest for runtime, yeah, including like, the credits that you're not staying for. Like that's long, mm-hmm. and even then, it earned its right mm-hmm. to have that yep. length. You know, yeah, it's just like I I appreciate it more yeah. at that length, even absolutely. And, and this was just I don't know, it's kind of a. It's like someone overstepping their brains. Right. Like we You're can like, play Who do you too? think you are? No, you cannot sit yeah. down. So it's like the the younger brother <laughs> trying to play video games oh. with the older brother. Wow. Just... Well, the 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 thing about these that I enjoy though, or or kind of make me think, is is this idea of kind of the superhero though, and um, just their their purpose. Uh, and I think for like Christianity is is concerned. Many of us treat Christianity as if we're waiting on the Justice League to come in and try and help things out or waiting on this group of of kind of spiritual kings and queens or spiritual um spiritual people in capes in order to to come and like someone's got to fix the a world and get all this straightened out for Jesus and I think the down part because there's a lot of superhero uh, movie and culture going on mm-hmm. I, I think we've maybe talked about a couple of them before um, and a couple of the issues in them but there's this idea of a person needs to be a giant in order to do anything of importance in a spiritual context right. and that's the complete opposite mm-hmm. of scripturally where the Bible comes out of that. Mm -hmm. It's not, there aren't spiritual giants. There aren't spiritual Batmans and Supermans that are going to come and fix everything. Uh, it's, it's actually the average day to day person who's going to, to be the, the impact in a person that, that God's going to use them, um, because of their, averageness and inability. Are you telling me uh, Bible Man isn't real? Yeah, I'm saying Bible Man isn't real. This is fake news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but I I think, I don't know, I just, the I've been kind of thinking through the idea of the church being uh, consumeristic driven mm-hmm. that the the a main responsibility of doing a ministry is on the professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually really disagree on that model entirely. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I think that it's straight up, I mean, like the verse that we're about to read, like, it's just not how, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible teaches that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just completely the opposite. Right. There's um, been, there's been a fair amount of, of, of people picking churches based on uh, what the church can give me. And to like to an extent I get that. Um I think some of it is understandable because if a church isn't like doing anything then what is actually happening anyway. But mm-hmm. the purpose of the church isn't to provide programs to people. It's actually to train and equip the body of Christ in order to go do the ministry. Right. And and that's a very important distinction that a good amount of churches and a 
are are training their congregants to think um and not doing it on purpose but that's they're caving into this idea of the congregant is a consumer that is buying into our product instead of this is a part of the body of Christ that until they get to their purpose in Christ, they'll never actually truly be fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, in, in there's a passage in Ephesians chapter uh, f- four verses 11 through 16. Caleb, do you want to give that a read for us? And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. For building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to, ma- to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with it, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So a couple parts of this that kind of stand out to me are... Um as as important as is that God gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Now, if if a person is questioning, well, who's a saint? Am I a saint? The saints in Scripture are the people that have their faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That those are the people that are considered to be the saints. Right. And so, if a person has faith in Christ, then congratulations, you're now a saint. Um. And one of those five terms is going to apply to you. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're either uh, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a shepherd, or a teacher. Um, These these tend to be kind of the five types of of person as far as like spiritual gifts are concerned, the identity-based gifts, that these are the thing a person is created to be. and and that's going to be their drive is in these things. Right. So I think if I'm waiting on these other people to to come in and kind of take care of the spiritual things and I just partake of the programs, then I'm never actually going to be happy because there's going to be this part of my identity that I'm just ignoring. Right. And I think that's going to be the problematic part for a fair amount of people is – treating church as if it's a thing that they get instead of a training to express the glory of God through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the overall point of, of God giving the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, teachers is um, a unity in faith. Right. And also, uh, I just lost it. Um, when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up. It builds itself up in right. love, yeah. And that when all people are working according to the purpose that God put in them, mm-hmm. then the body of Christ builds up in the process because it's 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 firing on all all the cylinders it's pumping together it's all things are going together for the glory of God right 
And I, I don't know. I just think the, especially the Western church is stuck mm-hmm. in this idea of church is a thing I go to, a box I check off. Right. And I mean, I've had the struggle in student and kids a ministry that it's child care. I'm like, no, 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 this is not child care. We do much more than child care. This yep. is a ministry that lives are being changed because the gospel is being proclaimed. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's definitely a problem. And I think it's easy just for like me to even switch to that mindset mm-hmm. on like, what, what did I, you know, get from this? What did I get from that? And when it's, exactly what you're saying it's a, mm-hmm. it's a time to be built up and to be in community right and and those those things are are not meant to be consumeristic at all right in fact that like the bible teaches us that we we need to prepare our heart and pray to god that he mm-hmm. prepare our heart to be um not rocky soil that right. like we when when the word of god is being preached to us are you mm-hmm. are you ready to receive it or are you going in um, with with rocky soil and, right. and a hard heart, you know, like, and so I think it's it's literally, yeah, it's it's a problem nowadays. It mm-hmm. really is. And and I think it's a it's it's this kind of culture of we're waiting for the superhero to come in, we're waiting on the other person because the problem comes off as so grand i mean mm-hmm. you know trying to fix the problem of evil in in the world is not a small problem and to think that um somebody else needs to come do that that i actually can't do that mm-hmm. is well, in, in in a few ways it's 100% accurate but it's christ in us right that is able to handle the things that the world throws at us and is able to change hearts it's christ in us and I I can be the instrument that God chooses to use and not because of anything I'm able to offer or anything I'm able to do, but because of the Christ that's in me, lives can be changed to the glory of God. Right. And I I I think that's the 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 issue of all these kind of movies is that people they have to be uh empowered people, they have to have um special gifts or any of that and 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 it tends to not just be the average everyday person mm-hmm. but you know as the bible talks about spiritual gifts not just in this place but in corinthians and romans it's actually talking about like no the body of christ has this because it's the body of christ right exactly uh, i mean like it's literally the reason that i mean because we aren't special i mean it's mm-hmm. literally the name of our show we are nobody special yep and and like that that is true mm-hmm. but like that's not your identity anymore because of mm-hmm. who's living inside of you like god says that we are more than conquerors in christ mm-hmm. and and that that's because christ is the conqueror and mm-hmm. he lives inside of us and he moves through us so the question is not like like you're saying the question isn't who is going to come and save us mm-hmm. it's god how can you use me right and and i think that like that has to come from a place of not consumerism yeah. because you're not going to view that God. Like I, I get to be used by God. No, mm-hmm. no consumer ever says I get to do this. You right. Know, I, I want this because I, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that's it is that it's, it's Christ, you know, like he, super cliche that he is the superhero, you know? 
Yeah. I don't want <laughs> to him. say that. Only him. It's conceptually know? correct. I just don't want to say it. Yeah, I didn't want to say it either. That's why I got really uh down. Like I really like Hey, was that know, a Jesus joke? I'm looking. <laughs> Don't have it queued up. <laughs> it's not. Uh, do you know who the real Superman is? Oh no! Oh, you're not stealing my Jesus joke. Okay, you're gonna put that on the audio. See, people are listening to this. So they already heard the Jesus joke. No, no, no. no. We After. gotta queue it up. We gotta queue it up. Give me the line again. Okay, yeah. Give me the I, line I want to say. I haven't had the a Jesus day, joke in a while. I wasn't queued up for this. You know, we we are not the superheroes. It is Christ inside us. That Jesus Christ is our superhero. Jesus Juke. Jesus Juke. You just got Jesus Juked. Oh, yeah. That felt pretty good. Is this how bad you feel every time I do it? Uh-huh. We're just going to delete this file. God, See, this, this is, is the problem with Jesus Juke. This is the worst. Is that I'm not in control of the music. So I I should have it queued up. I normally computer. have it queued up, and I apologize that I did not. As but, soon as you, you know, said that, I was like, I have to give it to him. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't even mean to. I was like actually making that as a point. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. very unfortunate for you me. Know, but it's, like, it's conceptually correct. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. linguistically terrible. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but I mean that is kind of kind of the thing though is is the average everyday person is em- empowered for lack of a better word to do the ministry. I mean church isn't about coming in getting this kind of you know I get teaching, <laughs> I grow, I I I I I the I is actually not in it that much. I'm not going to say there's no I in church. Um but uh it it is about coming together to train and equip in order to go do the work of ministry. I mean, people tend to think that um, uh, the the role of church is give the services, that kind of thing, or, right. or that the mission kind of f- field is, um, you know, third world countries. Yeah. When in, in actuality, on, I, mean, I mean, to be honest, the third world countries, as far as Christianity is concerned, are doing fine. I mean, the biggest outbreak of Christianity at this point is in the Middle East. Uh, the The African churches are exploding at this point. They are doing great. Mm-hmm. The church in China, thriving. Yeah. Um, all, all these places are doing great. The Western churches, the places where it's kind of turned into, the, into this consumeristic drive where people have stopped acting according to the purpose and identity God gave them, those are the places that are struggling the hardest and being the most arrogant about it in thinking that they need to go tell these other countries about Christ. In actuality, we need the gospel the most because most of us are embarrassed to even publicly proclaim we're Christian. Yeah. And and then stand back and go, oh my gosh, why is this, everything crumbling? Well, mm-hmm. it's because we shut up. Yeah. We, we stop talking during times that it's important to stand up. And even if we get killed, um, be okay getting killed on behalf of the gospel. I mean, that's the thing I've always appreciated about these characters and comic books and all that is they know where they're going and that they could die, especially Batman. You know, Batman's... You, 
I'm, I mean, Batman has his, he could get like a, a bullet and die, you know, like, like if <laughs> for, for, yeah. for a fair amount of them, you can't pull out a Glock and go against the kind of, kind of Superman or the Flash or any of them. Yeah. But like Batman could like fall down the stairs and die. Right. Uh, like, like he's just a normal guy. So every time he does this, there's this understanding of like, I could die today, mm-hmm. but because there's this greater thing he's a part of, um, right. he'd rather die doing that than be alive and have no purpose. Yeah. I think that like genuinely, I think another thing that's really messed up are our view of church and just Christianity mm-hmm. as a whole as Americans is mm-hmm. is the view of success. Mm-hmm. The the world's view of success, the the American dream has genuinely tainted mm-hmm. what the actual right what actual success is. Right. In the sense that like success is not money. It's not mm-hmm. uh it's not marriage, it's not a family, it's not um it's I mean I it could be. I yeah, it could be with those two, but like, it's not money, it's not a job, it's not with, with a title, uh, marriage and kids. Um, uh, I mean, it's not, no. it's not the point. No. I think that there can be, like, as far as what I'm about to say, like, I'm there not can be success they're bad things. Yeah. But like, yeah, the, they're not the bad point, things. But what success is is one more person getting to know Jesus and and accepting mm-hmm. him as their savior. Yeah, and. That's it. Or that God is glorified. That is because, the yeah, point. Because, yeah, that's the yeah, point. Is that he's glorified, glorified in that. He's glorified when when we come to him and, and recognize our need and dependence on him. Mm-hmm. That we can't do anything without him. And, and and that through that, we want to share it with more people. Mm-hmm. And, and so it doesn't matter if you're homeless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter anything. You know, like the view of success in America has genuinely like infiltrated what our view success is as Christians. Right. Like we're, we're doing this like both and game, which I think is fine. And I think that like, I think as long as you have your, your head screwed on, right. Like right. we can, we can do that as long right. as we know who is providing right. those things that are coming well, in. Well, I mean, even marriage and kids that though, those are, I mean, those aren't bad things by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They're not bad things at all, but when they become the thing that is more important than God being glorified. Right. That's the point there. Right, right, right. I mean, that's called idolatry. When a person craves to be married to the point that they are, you know, dating 12,000 people a year to find the right. one person that their life is incomplete until they have this person. Well, okay. Then you've put a thing on a spouse that only mm-hmm. God can do. And right. And the purpose of creation is that God be glorified and God's glorified in a, in a marriage that is glorifying, that is done in a manner worthy of the calling they've gotten. It's a good thing. Um, but it, even if a person doesn't get, married though that doesn't mean they aren't successful because the greater thing is that god be glorified and even if they don't have kids it doesn't mean they're not successful it just means that the greater thing is that god be glorified in their in their day-to-day right and i think it's it's not that these things are bad or even a money i think that's a big thing people tend to put in that place is is i'll be successful if i have a lot of money well Mm -hmm. Money's not a bad thing. I'm not actually the guy that says Christians need to be 
whore. Yeah. Um, no. But when when the the money becomes more important than the god, yeah, then we have an idol. I saw uh, this thing the other day, and it was saying like, God is glorified when we use our money, you know, like mm-hmm. to show that it's not our god. Right. And like, and right. I think that that's true. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Money, I don't care how much money you have, as long as it's mm-hmm. not your God. Right. Good. You know, like, um, and and I think that, like, yeah, I think that the view yeah. of success is genuinely, like, because even in my mind, like, I wouldn't want to admit it, but, like, there are things, like, everyone wants to go through and check off those boxes in life. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not what God has called us yeah. to do. You know, I think that, like, those things like we're like you were saying like those things mm-hmm. can be good yeah like they can yeah, be they, they're yeah they're good things like i'm not saying you should yeah. feel guilty if you do if you've done if you checked off these boxes right. like i'm saying that like your intentions are mm-hmm. what matter here mm-hmm. and and i think that if you have a right view of success mm-hmm. then you're gonna have a right view of the church right. you're gonna have a right view that you were you were to be equipped and sent yeah and you you have a community and yeah and it's about glorifying god and people they in 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 a consumeristic mindset they tend to hold to this idea that church is a box to check off it's a thing i go to on sunday i've partook in the services church offers uh if i can take part of their child care for a bit i'll t- i'll take part of their child care um and and put a kid in there so i can have time alone mm-hmm. um e- or or if they're if they're kind of super Christian they'll go on a Wednesday but you know anything beyond that their Christianity is confined to those two points and the entire point is that when the people go out of the church that they are in the mission field that is the place where the gospel is needed that the church needs to expand into and it, it's not just you know, y- 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 your pastor or professional staff that's going to go to these places. It's okay. What passion did God put in you? If if there's this, uh, hey, hey, the church needs to be to be uh, um, trying to to aid the um, you know the drug addicted in our community. Okay, God put that in you. Now go get that. Work together. Mm-hmm. Work as a part of the church, but don't just go, hey, church, go do homeless drug addicted things, and I'll just stay over in this place and claim I had a good idea. No, no, no. Go be a part of it. Yeah. If Christ is in you, the foundation of all the things that you need is already there. Right. Um, You'll probably need to, like, get training, be a part of that, you know, actually spend time in this thing that you care about, actually spend time in that. But, but the big part's going to be on you of if this is a thing that God gave you to, to steward this kind of vision, Mm -hmm. then follow through and be a part of it. Don't just go, I need Batman to come and do this thing. It's like, well, maybe you're Batman. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and I think that's the attitude the church needs to have in order to actually thrive. Yeah. And I think like another thing I want to talk about church hopping too, because mm-hmm. I mean, that's really another thing that's rooted. I think that that's like the, uh, 
the byproduct of a consumeristic view is that mm-hmm. you would church hop. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do, like the number one thing in my mind that I hear is an excuse is like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, Becky said this, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that it didn't feel great. So, right. you know, I think I'm going to go to this other church right. instead. And, and I like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying your feelings can't be hurt, yeah. but we, when we are in a community, the Bible never right. ever says that it's going to be perfect. That right. It's going to be always this fun right. butterflies and rainbows that like we are a bunch of sinners and, and that the church is built up of sinners and in that we are all in the process of being sanctified by Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would dare say there will never be a church in history that you, your feelings won't be hurt at right. one point or another. Right. And, and that like that is not an excuse for you to abandon a community. I think mm-hmm. that I I don't think that you can't switch churches. I think yeah. that if you yeah. pray, yeah, both of us you... have at times switched churches. Yeah. Like we're both speaking as people that have, uh, and I'm me more than you. Um, <laughs> have have, and if if you're tuning into this podcast, you're not the people I'm thinking of. I just want to be clear. Um, you know, I've had to alleviate church because. There was a doctrinal issue in the mm-hmm. things they were teaching that I right. felt were uh, heresy, or, mm-hmm. or not even heresy. It's just like non-biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it got to a point of they are behaving in manners that are unworthy w- of the calling of pastor. And I do think there are times to do that, but don't default to well. There's some sin in this church, therefore we can't be there if that's your criteria you can't be in any church because Mm -hmm. you're sinful yeah um and right part of being in community sorry to hijack your point no no. part part of being in community is being willing to walk together yeah through the garbage in order that god be glorified even in the middle of a bad situation right yeah i mean i think that like and, and I think that's just our natural response, you know, when we feel like our feelings are hurt or something is to just isolate mm-hmm. ourselves. Right. And, and it's just, it's not true. Like, mm-hmm. I think that you, there are, like, like Danny was saying, there are th- times where it is time to leave a church. Yep. And even if it's, it's like, it's even if you don't have any good are. reason, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but like, if you feel like that's what God is calling you to do, like, yeah, do it, you know? Um, but like, there, there are times where it's, it's not time to leave your church. Yeah. It's going to be a hard season. To stay and fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's almost like it's, it's it, any relationship that you say this all the time. Any relationship takes work. All relationships take work. And, and it's just true. And especially in churches. Like mm-hmm. my, the church I'm at now, there's been plenty of times where my feelings are mm-hmm. hurt. I don't feel included right. in all of this stuff. But it's just like a lot of the times it's just a lie from the enemy too. Yeah. And like it's so easy to believe mm-hmm. stuff and to have like anxiety about what people think about you and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's just, right. it's not true. And I can tell you, like, I don't know. I've been at my church for a while now, but like the longer you push through and you're intentional about growing relationships mm-hmm. in Christ, um, in, in really just like growing in that community, the better it gets because, mm-hmm. and not because of the people, but because of God. And, right. You know, right. like that he's he's in it, and I promise you that yeah. he is. 
Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I mean, the good part about your church is if you're fighting with five people, you got 16,995 other people you could talk to. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Sorry. It was a random dig. I apologize. Actually, I like your church too. Um, Yeah. But it's, it's about if, if I'm trying to live out my faith, then it's, it's a matter of not waiting on the quote unquote, the professionals to go do it, but actually to say, all right, God, I'm here. So send me, um, I, I think that's a huge part that's just under like not understood in the congregation. It's really difficult to preach on that even Mm -hmm. because the moment the preacher starts to talk about that, people think, well, it's because they need, they need volunteers for kids ministry, which is probably true, but I don't think, most That's pastors fine. are yeah. up there preaching this because they're trying to promote their programs. They're actually trying to encourage people to be in community together, right. to be expressing their gifts in the church. Yeah, I think it's totally you know? fun to like get up there and mm-hmm. preach about that because like like for some mm-hmm. reason people just automatically have this malicious view and like you're saying even if they do even mm-hmm. that's if that's solely the purpose they need people yeah but i know for a fact that like right. if your church is gospel centered and biblically centered that like they're not doing that just because they need people they because right. you need it too right like it is important right and and i think that like serving in church is an important thing absolutely because like especially if you go to a church like mine and we say this all the time that like mm-hmm. whenever you serve like at my church that like it makes that 16 not it's not 16,000 it's like 10,000 it makes it go down to like 20 people and and you have like yeah. you start to build these circles and right. where you, it's like if you just attend mm-hmm. on a sunday yeah obviously it's just whew, right it's intimidating yeah <laughs> you have to like stop people randomly sure i mean but but even the intimidating part i would just encourage people because like you know i'm in kidsman i know kidsman is intimidating uh it's scary and but if that's the only thing that you're thinking is kidsman is scary okay then go stop this podcast go to your church's a web page pull up the children's director's email and set out and go tell them i'm ready to serve or i'm as ready as i'm ever going to be to serve um (laughs) Because it is scary, but if that's the only thing that's stopping, then you know, trust that God's bigger than you, and just get in there and figure it out. Uh, if the church is in need, just get in there and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not because they're in need or because they need this, you know, caped kind of person to come in and save them, but because you actually need to be expressing the gifts that God's given or there's never going to be this joy that's found in being right. If it's just kept, if it's just kept under a wraps and hidden and all that, then it's never actually going to express any, any of the joy that God intends to give you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, I just, the, the, the consumerism and waiting on the, the Cape crusaders of the church to save us, they're not coming and we need to be those people, especially now. I mean, just the more I go through the news and all that, it's like, we need a new breed of heroes. And and I can't stop staring at the sky waiting on the hero to come. I have to say, if Christ is in me, then I have all the things I need and give people, people to look up to. 
be the encouragement that another person needs to get started. Be be that person that that another person goes, well, if they're going to do it, then I'm joining them. Because I think a lot of time people just, they need a, a permission to do the thing they're called to do. Right. You know, they don't think they're, they can do it until they watch another person do it. Mm-hmm. And so get started, drag a person along and just encourage each other to do this because the w- world's getting strange and it's going to get stranger. And I was actually talking to a person today, I think at a point the church as a structure is going to get hit really hard, if not crumble. And then at that point, the only people that are going to be there are those that are committed to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the structure is going to get different. The buildings could come down. They could be taxed to death. They could. There's so many things that could occur, even in the next decade, uh, that we're we're going to have to navigate. But the church has been through worse, and this won't be the end. Yeah. And if I'm interested in still standing during the day of trial, then rise up and trust God. Yeah. Get in the community. Be the Christian in the community. And not just ask, well, what do I get out of it? Mm-hmm. Because the answer was probably absolutely nothing. But God will be glorified, and that is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a hard one, though. Like, I do get it. It's hard. Right. Cause it's, I mean, I yeah, it is hard. I mean, it's like I literally wake up every morning. Um, and I think it's just like the same battle of like reading your Bible. It's just mm-hmm. like, what am I going to get out of this? But it's right. It's not Nothing. like, I promise you, if you go to church, like the number one thing that's going to change your view is, are you seeking mm-hmm. God? Right. Because if you seek him, you will find him. You will. Um, yeah. Like straight up. Like that's literally my, my daily morning experience I mean not daily I wish I read my Bible that much right. but like I literally wake up and I'm like ah, I don't know if I should read the Bible and you know I'm just, just I don't know if I'll get weird, anything yeah. out of it you know yeah. um, but then like if you if you're like okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna trust that God mm-hmm. is gonna meet me um, and he will you know if you are intentionally seeking him like I have no doubt that he will um he will show up and that's the only mm-hmm. way you're going to get something out of it is when you first start, stop thinking mm-hmm. about yourself yep. and, and think about like, Oh, I just genuinely want to know more about Christ right. and know more about how to be like him. Right. So don't wait on the superhero to come and fix the culture and don't go to Facebook and just complain like where well, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. No one says that what? phrase anymore. Yeah. I don't even know where that one came from. Hell in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. What basket? is a handbasket? A, a basket you hold with your hand? Yes. Okay. Like a hand... Yeah, I, like an like, Easter basket? I didn't know how to explain that and not come off as calling <laughs> you stupid. I'm sorry. A handbasket. Okay. Like uh, a, a hand... A hand basket. Hand basket. Well, if you want to ask us questions... Um, <laughs> It's a basket. You can, you put, you hold you can go to thegospelappost.com slash nobody special. I mean, and there is a the there is a form there where you can say hello or you can ask us questions. Um, and you can also go to the go- not the gospel post. Nobody special podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find 
uh, you can comment there. You can follow us. You can uh, like our stuff. Mm-hmm. You can DM us there too. Like all, all of these, it'll get to us. All right, it'll get to us. And Most also, likely get to us. YouTube. You can comment there if you want. You can subscribe. You Here's can like. We, you can weekly notify. did we get emails that I didn't see? Oh no, I don't think we did. It's fine. If if emails came in, we saw them probably. Anyway, keep going. Um, but that's it. So yeah, if you want to say hello, we always love hearing your hellos and <coughs> also your questions. So we'll definitely make sure to give you a shout out on the podcast if you send in a question. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So oh, good. We had this problem at one point where emails would come through the website and just not email either of us. Uh, to the point that, gosh, who who was, how far back was it? It was a it was a while back. I gotta find that one poor guy. We apologize to every now and then, who we didn't answer his email for mm, about four months because none of us saw it. So, um, wasn't wasn't Jonah? Well, no, now he's it just Matt. Matt, Matt, we're so it. we're so sorry, Matt. But uh, for not answering your email back in 2018, uh, I think we got to in 2019, so we did get to it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, better hey, late but than never. We've been doing better. So if you have questions, do send us an email. Do send us a DM. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Do all the things, and we appreciate all the people who tell other people yes. about our show. Uh, we don't do any monetary advertising on this mm-hmm. because my I don't know about your ads for things. Mine have been getting weird. And I don't, I don't know what I clicked on to get the weird ads I'm getting. It, that sounds like I'm getting inappropriate ads. I'm getting really dumb ads, and that's the thing I don't know. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. so we don't do a lot of advertising. So we appreciate all of our fans who. Uh, hey, one day we will share. One day I'll convince Danny. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Because <laughs> uh, like I'll accidentally spend a hundred dollars, but accidentally just uh target me and you know i'll put so many filters on there to be like it's just going to you and i'll have i'll pay me a hundred i'll pay facebook a hundred dollars to talk to myself and -hmm. jokes on you facebook i already do that for free Mm, take that boom well caleb (laughs) i think that's gonna do it for us today so i'm danny and i'm caleb and we are nobody Nobody special. special